his freshly shaved face and closed his eyes, Rico wrote in her journal quietly. Tanaka put his earbuds in and drew in a breath. Dohi began tracing a finger around the bone handle of his knife. They all looked exhausted. How long you been back from France? Webb asked. Fitz swiped a strand of red hair under his helmet. Twenty hours. Webb nodded because he didn't know what else to say. He had heard they'd hardly made it back from a mission to gather intel in France, intel that was vital to the next stage of the war, Operation Reach. Now Colonel Bradley was sending Ghost on another mission into enemy territory. Several heads turned to the windows. Outside, a team of Marines boarded an adjacent Black Hawk. Another squad climbed into a third chopper. They were heading to Greenland with Team Ghost, but Webb wasn't sure exactly where the target was. His job was simply to man the door gun and assist with the flight, and he was glad for that, not just because of the cold, but because of the rumors about what dwelled on the world's largest island. ETA to target is about two hours, Tito said. Depending on the storm, sit tight, ghost. The rotors fired and made their first pass above, and Webb held his questions for later. He glanced out the window as the bird pulled into the sky. It only took a few minutes for the USS Forrest Sherman to vanish on the horizon. All right, listen up, everyone, Fitz said. Tanaka pulled out his earbuds and Rico closed her journal. There's a reason Colonel Bradley sent us 600 miles west of the European front. And that reason is Greenland. Fitz hesitated as the chopper hit a stream of turbulence. The bulkheads rattled and he waited for it to pass. Got us some mean-looking skies, Tito said. Better hold on to your breakfast. The bird vibrated, jerked, and then steadied out. Webb eyed the fort of clouds they were headed for. The other two Black Hawks were about to enter the storm. One by one, the walls swallowed the choppers. Fitz waited another second before continuing. Here's a timeline of events. VX-9H9 was deployed over Greenland not long after the outbreak, so about six or seven months ago. Kryptonite was deployed two months ago. The surviving government and military reached out to General Nixon about a week ago, stating the weapons have worked well in most areas. Except the one we are going to, Stevenson said, shaking his head. Correct. Fitz pulled out a laminated map and held it up for his team to see. But our mission isn't to determine why. He paused again and scratched at the stubble on his jaw like he didn't want to say what came next. <sighs> Anyone ever heard of the German fortress Hitler was supposed to escape to in Antarctica? He finally asked. Rico chuckled. Sure. The U.S. supposedly launched Operation High Jump there. Story goes they sent ground and air forces to fight the Nazis at their base in the Queen Maud land of Antarctica. The Germans were said to have UFOs and all sorts of... That shit wasn't real, Rico, Stevenson interrupted. Fitz directed his gaze at Rico and then Stevenson, silencing them quickly. Stevenson is right about Antarctica, but what I was getting to is that there was a Nazi base in Greenland not far from this Inuit fishing village, Fitz said. He pointed at the map and Rico sheepishly raised her hand. Fitz dipped his chin at her. I thought the Nazis only had a weather station in Greenland. That's what everyone thought until now. Though he pulled his knife and twirled it nimbly despite the rattle of turbulence. If anyone else was doing it, Webb might have told them to stop. Nazis, UFOs, what the hell are you guys talking about? Stevenson asked. 
I mean, seriously, what the fuck? Rico ignored him and directed her attention to the leader of Team Ghost. Do you think that base has something to do with kryptonite not working on the variants there? Fitz folded the map in half and then into a quarter to examine it closely. That's what we're going to find out, he said. The government retrofitted the base into a lab and were working on a bioweapon of their own to kill the juveniles. I don't suppose these rebels are going to help us either, are they? Tanaka said. Not that I'm complaining, just saying. The EUF wasn't there for Operation Beachhead either. Fitz gave a reply with a quick shake of his head. What about the locals? Rico asked. Are there any still alive? Perhaps they could give us some intel if there are any out there. Maybe if any of them are still alive, Fitz replied. He went back to studying the map as turbulence rattled the chopper. Webb used the time to check the sky. He still couldn't see the other...